0: Hey guys, you're listening to Perry Plugged In, the official podcast of the Perry Chamber of Commerce, brought to you by Wendy Johnson, Country Financial, helping you protect what matters most. I'm your host, Maggie Schuyler, President and CEO of the Perry Chamber. In each episode, we will be chatting about topics related to business, entrepreneurship, and leadership. We will learn how local business leaders and owners have built and grown their companies, as well as the challenges and opportunities they have met along the way. If you enjoy this episode, make sure you subscribe so that you'll be notified of new episodes when they become available. Don't forget to leave a review and share with your family, friends, and coworkers. Now, let's talk business. All right, good morning, everyone. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Perry Plugged In. We're really excited to have Evan Acres here. Evan, say hello. Hello, hello, hello. Um, Evan is on our board of directors for 2022, but he is also a business owner here in downtown Perry and very active in our community. So we're thrilled to have him here. Um, Evan, tell us who you work for for those who don't already know.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. So I own a business called Acres and Oak Kitchen. Um, we now have a location in Perry and in Tifton. Currently working on another location in Dublin. Uh, hopefully to open in April, Um, but our original location is Macon. We've been a business that's been, in some formality, around for 30 years, and I'm sure we'll get into that here in a little bit, Uh, but we've been around for 30 years. We specialize in to-go meals, family-style to-go meals. We try to make things easy for the busy family. I have five kids myself, and so uh, people think that I do this for the community, which is honestly the truth, but backside of that is I'm just trying to feed my own kids.
0: (laughs) I can't imagine with five. I have one, and I do say Evan makes my dinner probably once a week. Thank you. I Appreciate just yeah. I walk down about once a week, um, and y'all have a new item today, right? Or yeah. what did it launch yesterday?
1: Um, so it's in play for the month of January. So okay. we do something called uh, the family style meal of the month, um, and this month is the teriyaki chicken, okay. which is killing it. We've loved it. Yeah, Um, Cherie
0: was telling me about it. I stopped in over the weekend and she said, by the way, we're having a new one launch for this month. And she was telling me about it.
1: So we we try to be really diverse in the options. So you're, you know, we used to be under the name and uh, once again, I know we'll get into this later, but we used to be have the name, the casserole shop Mm -hmm. and for the years, a lot of the time, people would only come to us thinking that we only had Southern style dishes, and that was true. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I bought it, wanted to change it, and you know all that. But we, so now we have a lot of different options. So things from uh, Asian dishes uh, to traditional Southern casseroles to Italian to Tuscan to Cajun. Like we're we're just trying to be all over the place and provide really anything you could need. Not just when do I want to have a casserole this week? Right. It, it, we can you can officially get anything.
0: Well, because there's a perception of just like the casserole, like rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A cream of something soup. Mayonnaise, can't, can't yeah, not. Mayonnaise, a, yeah. <laughs> a meat, usually chicken, and something crustable on top, like a Ritz cracker topping. That's kind of a perception yeah. of what a casserole, but yeah. I can tell you that what <laughs> like y'all have at Acres and Oak is not just that. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. I know the poppy seed chicken is probably my favorite. It's usually my go to, but yeah. it's a bestseller.
1: Oh, I, easy. It outsells. Um, I think yeah, last week specifically, I was, I was just looking at the numbers. I think we s- sold $1,300 more poppy seed than its second closest rival for the, for just for the last week.
0: Oh my gosh. I mean,
1: it outsells everything
0: always every yeah. week. Yeah. It's, well, it's delicious. I mean, I like yeah. it. So, yeah. well, we're going to kind of get into all of this, but we're going to be talking to Evan today about how he became who he is, what made him decide to build a business based off of purchasing a business that was already well-established. He transitioned the casserole shop to Acres and Oak. Um, Any hurdles along the way, what he learned from that and how, if anybody's ever interested or comes into a position like he did to have this opportunity, what you should and shouldn't know Um, because I'm sure he's got lots of great stories, but What, first and foremost, what made you decide to be an entrepreneur? Like,
1: I don't know that it was necessarily something I decided. I think it's something that you just are. Okay. Um, and so whether it be at a young age, getting baseball cards and, and selling those. And, but and, say, were and you like up? 10 yeah. years
0: old buying and selling? and, and Oh, my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> usually the entrepreneurs yeah. of the world start young. They find yeah. something, like you said, and they just kind of build upon it.
1: Absolutely. I think it was something that was always natural to that point. I think it was something that I was always... In me to be, I think I wanted to go a different direction. My whole purpose and direction I was going in life was to be a pastor of some sort and some formality, whether that be youth ministry, as I did, um, being on staff at a local church, um, maybe one day being a missionary overseas, obviously always being that locally. But um, that was the direction that life was kind of projecting and sending me down. Um, And then things changed and an opportunity presented itself to me, um, which we can get into as well, but I mean it was it was a great opportunity for me to dive into business and to buy a business at that point and the rest is history at this point because but we're honestly we're we're so early into this process too we what God has done in this process this early on I, I, it's mind boggling to me to see or exciting to see where we're gonna be because what we've accomplished in three years come back and see me when I'm 50 yeah gonna say, things, like so yeah.
0: when did you officially purchase? the casserole shop
1: yeah 2019 june of 2019 so once again we're exactly yeah wow the things that have happened so i purchased a business that was one location in 2019 and that was
0: in macon in
1: macon okay yeah um from my mother which is another level of this which is a conversation you know there's the conversation it wasn't handed it to yeah was it given to you was it 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 passed down down. no Mm -hmm. We, we purchased the business um she had gone through a divorce um, and an opportunity presented it to myself to buy it. I said no, left, moved to Colorado for a little bit, um, came back with my tail between my legs and didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I was like, well, this still exists. She hadn't sold it. She'd been trying. She had a bunch of people interested, but it just didn't work out, didn't pan out. And finally, I was like, well, I guess I can do this thing. And I, I thought it and viewed it as a residual income. Like I could buy this thing, let it run, manage it a little bit, and I could do my own thing on the side. So and it'd then be move extra on income. to something yes, else. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe one day sell it, make some money, yeah. whatever. Um, that was once again, opposite from the truth. Like I fell in love with business, that entrepreneurial spirit came out. I was like, oh my gosh, I can take this and make it into this, I can do this. And, and it was so loved by the making community and still is to this day. It was like, why is this not in other communities? If you look across the South, Mm -hmm. um, and even far from the South, every town, every small town has a business that is making casseroles to some extent.
0: Whether it's a restaurant or, or yeah. somebody else. Or pick but it up pick it, take it, up it home. Up. Yeah, yeah, everybody
1: yeah. was doing it, but there wasn't that one. When you thought about casseroles, what business do you think of? I hope at this point people are starting to think of, you know, Family Selling casseroles, thinking of Acres and Oak. Like we are trying to mm-hmm. be that brand that everybody thinks of and everybody – Critiques other things based upon the experience that they've had with A&O. Okay, yeah. Um, so we are trying to be that 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 business and move into all these small towns, bigger towns. Up to this point, it's been smaller towns. We love that small town community like this like amazing Perry. city of Perry. Mm-hmm. Um, Tifton, we're doing that. Obviously, Dublin, we're doing that. Macon, we're not in the downtown community as our original location. We're off of Forsyth right around the corner from Wesleyan College. Okay, yeah. But it is, that side of Macon is almost like its own small town.
0: Yeah, Macon has its little neighborhoods. So it's that little neighborhood in that area of Macon. It is,
1: absolutely. That that, uh, Idle Hour community Mm -hmm. right behind us, we've been supported by them for such a long time. Uh, It's really allowed us to grow. Well,
0: I can tell you when, so I moved from Perry in 2018 to go to Atlanta, but right before then, we had always said, man, we wish there was a place when you're a busy, crazy life, kids are at T-Ball, husband's working late, mom had to work extra late because she didn't, whatever reason, I need to go pick something up, but I really don't want to run into Publix and get the ingredients to have to still go home and make it. That's right. Um, we A number of us had always said that. And then right after I moved is when y'all came in, I'm like, man, I wish that was there when I had been in Perry. And then mm-hmm. I moved back to Perry, and it's right down the street, so it's super convenient. Um, and it does, it makes it nice to be able to go in, and grab something, go home, put it in thirty minutes. Um, but you could also grab a couple, pop a couple in the freezer, and you've got them when you need them.
1: Yeah, without regret, too. Without because regret. Yeah. A lot of time we get so busy. Once again, father of five, um, we get so busy, and then it's like, okay, let's just get fast food, let's get it home, let's eat it, let's get in bed, and let's move yeah. on to the next day. And you
0: don't feel good after you eat the fast food. That's right. And I mean the sodium and all that stuff, and it's when you sit around a table eating fast food, you don't, to me, you don't always feel like you're sitting around as a family eating. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the fact that when you grab from A&O and you go home, it's still like you're having that home cooked meal. You just right. didn't, I mean, you cooked it at home, but yeah. it, was, it was already prepared for you, but you get to sit around and eat it. It's not like a grab and go.
1: Yeah. If you're, if you're picking up uh, one that is in the refrigerator from us, it's 30 to 40 minutes. If you're picking mm-hmm. up something that's from the freezer, it's 50 to 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. And most of the time when you get home, it's not like you just go directly to the table anyway. No. You got to go change. You got to get ready, get to wash hands, got to yes. prep, whatever. It takes then, a good 30 minutes to yes. settle
0: down just to get ready that's to right. eat.
1: So pop it in the oven, wait for it, mm-hmm. do everything else you need to do, and it'll be ready by the time you're yeah. It's great.
0: It's yeah. awesome. Well, when you bought the casserole shop, yep. and then you when did you start moving it over to the Acres and Oak?
1: Okay. So I bought it in 2019 in March. Okay. Get, catch this at this date, right? March of twenty. Does everybody know what happened in March of twenty?
0: COVID. That's right. So
1: we opened up Perry. <laughs> Um, March of 20, I literally, for those that are listening to this, um, that we're at our grand opening, you'll recall me saying a prayer and making a joke, a sly joke about COVID. Like, I hope it doesn't get to us. Ha ha ha. Let's move on. Rip cut a ribbon. Wake <laughs> a week later goes by, I'm sitting at bodega and me, Jody, Megan, Wendy, we're all sitting there and on the, on the, on the screen pops up and it's like COVID. COVID, everything's shutting down. Georgia's officially shutting down. I'm like. Uh-oh. Oh crap. Like like pull back. Pull back. Like Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: well, uh, and it's funny cuz we actually were going through and pulling pictures. We like to do throwback Thursdays. That's right. And Bonnie came across that picture and she said, "This was our last ribbon cutting before COVID and look at how many people were there." It was insane. It was y'all literally took up almost a half a block, yeah. if not a little bit more, there were so many people the there. The
1: showing of this community is unlike any other I've uh, said, in a lot of ways. We say
0: yeah. that all the time. The Perry community loves the local Perry businesses, and they are very, yeah. very supportive of them.
1: Yeah, and, and yeah, there were, there were family members that came to that event that I didn't even know came to the event because they couldn't make it inside. Um, I mean, it, it was great. It was yeah. beautiful. And to be able to take that picture and to always have that, You know, it'll it'll, it'll be something i always cherish. I have a picture of it in my office.
0: So when, so, because y'all were still the casserole shop at that time. So when, during Mm -hmm. the crazy pandemic is when y'all started shifting?
1: Yeah. In a lot of ways, you know, our business being a fast, pick it up, go produce. We, there were a lot of things we had to reduce as far as what we could produce, um, how much we were producing, how many people were purchasing from us. But it really gave us some time to reflect. It it allowed us to sit back. And once again, that that entrepreneurial spirit, I saw and recognized the name of our business, The Casserole Shop, was leading to a lot of people not even giving us an opportunity or even willing to try us because they saw casserole. And that's something Mm -hmm. that grandma and mom made growing up that I yeah. liked or didn't like and uh you know I'm not willing to give it a try or maybe they compare it so much to their grandmother's style item that they're like, nobody can make poppy seed like my grandma, so I'm not even gonna try the casserole shop.
0: We but. my dad wasn't a fan of casseroles growing yeah. up. Like yeah. we never ate casseroles because when he was in his younger years, his older sister lived at home um, when she was transitioning. Um, and only thing she knew how to make was casseroles. And they ate casseroles, he said, like five days a week. He said, yeah. I just got tired. I couldn't eat casseroles. I got tired of them. Right. So we just never really had them growing up. Um, but the convenience of them is amazing. But, yeah, there is that perception of grandma or aunt or somebody made them. Nobody yeah. can make them like that person did.
1: Yeah. Well, so we, to, to the point when COVID hit, you had two options. Yeah. you could you could kind of uh, kind of sit to the side as, as the majority of us did and wait to see what happened or you could realize that everybody else is stopping this is a great opportunity for me to advance yes and because we had such a flexibility in the business to sit back um, and be patient um, and to look at every aspect of our business because we weren't overwhelmed with sales or anything mm-hmm. like that you know it finally gave us an opportunity to sit back, dive in deeper and lead to a hope of, do we need to change our name? You know, is that, that's where it started. And then okay. what other things do we need to change? Because there are also some things in our business that just were so traditional and so older culture, mm-hmm. different items that we were making that maybe we would sell one or two, but, you know, prior ownership, uh, whether that be my mother or ownership before that, the reason they made it because it was traditional and it was something that you, you can't get rid of. Whereas for me, I wasn't, su- I'm not super passionate about food, right? but I hire people that are. Gotcha. I hire people who are really good at business growth or, um, chefs that know what they're doing and how to create amazing, um, uh, recipes mm-hmm. or bakers are making location as a full bakery, which is phenomenal. Um, everybody always asks why we don't, you know, bring all that stuff to all of our locations, <laughs> it's just hard to, to repeat. But, um, yeah, it just, it, there was a great opportunity for us to take a step forward while everybody else was choosing to sit yeah. and be patient and see what happened. But, you know, Patience is a great thing, mm-hmm. but wisdom on when to move forward is another great thing.
0: Did you have any um, pushback from people who were like, I can't believe you're changing the casserole shop?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, could
0: have, I could assume you did. Yeah. But.
1: We, we are loved by the making community. And um, when the business originally started, it was the Duca and Duchess was their original name of the casserole shop. The, it started off.
0: It was called the Duca and Duchess?
1: Yes. Yes. Uh,
0: That is so funny. And that was like, what, 30 years ago, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It started off as a catering business. Okay. Then uh, licensing changed, Department of Ag versus Department of Health, all that kind of stuff happened. Then they had to have a storefront. Then they started selling product there. Then my mother bought it, broke down the wall at a bakery, blew it up to what it is, Um and then yeah, the rest is history. But yeah, I mean it was so it it's it's completely evolved yeah. from what it was originally.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, what when you're talking about you know, the craziness of COVID, and like you said, a lot of people had an opportunity to sit back. Mm-hmm. Your business continued to grow because you were able to give people something that they needed during COVID. Absolutely, right? Yeah. I mean. I just remember grocery shopping um, the first time I went to a grocery store during COVID and I had my mask. I had like two pairs of gloves on. I had sanitizer. I mean, I sprayed down the cart and everything cause you just had no idea. Um, so I'm assuming during that time, the convenience of your store and what you offered people were, Coming in or ordering online, and that is what sustained y'all and helped y'all to grow to become who you are. Absolutely. Okay.
1: Yeah. So you couldn't get toilet paper, as we all know, in the grocery store, um, much less some of the other items. And Mm -hmm. whether that was due to it being purchased out, like toilet paper was, or literally supply chain issues, which obviously we're still having to this day. But uh, yeah, you couldn't get your hands on a lot of stuff, but you could go to A&O, even mm-hmm. though our menu had reduced significantly, you were guaranteed to walk in and be able to pick up something, whether it's an individual size that goes into the microwave or a four cup size that's for a traditional family uh, or multiple. I mean, we, we don't just do these casseroles and family style meals. We do yeah. everything from dips, sides, salads. Uh, you can get it refrigerated, you can get it frozen. I mean, there's there's tons of options yes. that we have. So, yeah.
0: I will say, I was just telling Evan earlier, um, I love the wicked pimento cheese. Probably one of my faves because it's got a kick to it. But the tomato bacon dip, I know, is one of Max's yeah, absolute that's favorites. <laughs> yeah, that's great, he man. loves the, <laughs> um, the tomato bacon. Um, my husband, we got the chunky chicken salad over the weekend, and that was gone within a day. And he said, you know, you, next time you go down, you can get me some more of that chunky chicken salad. I'm Ooh, like, I'll get it for you. Yeah. But the caramel cake mm. is delicious, absolutely delicious, delicious. Um, and sometimes with caramel cakes and even pound cakes, you know, you cut open a slice and you really only have sometimes like two days, maybe. I had a, the caramel cake we had the last time. I swear we ate on it for a week and it was still as moist a week later as it was the day we cut into it. So yeah. delicious. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, everybody
1: has different opinions, right? Uh, some yeah. people like a drier pound cake. Some people like a more moist cake. And yeah. We don't, we don't expect that we're going to be able to please everybody with well, our products. Well, you can't please that's everybody. Right. That's right. But w- what we create is what we create, and we hope yeah. for consistency. And I think that's the biggest, one of the biggest things that I sought to change when I bought the business is let's find a way to be consistent. Okay. So if you have poppy seed today, 10 years down the road, it should be the same poppy seed, unless we were forced to make changes, right? Right. Uh, if you have Tuscan chicken today, it should be the same Tuscan chicken a week from now, a month right. from now, a year from now, whatever. So.
0: so what makes you excited to do Acres and Oak? Because you said you're not a big foodie. Like yeah. what makes you excited? I know you hire good people, but what that's makes right. you excited to do this business?
1: I love people. Okay. Simple. Well I can tell you yeah. we love yeah. Evan. Evan <laughs> definitely
0: loves people, yes.
1: I love people and I love interacting with people. And when you own a business that seeks to serve people based upon the product, whether it is simply dinner for tonight, that's 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 one aspect of service. But the majority of people that are purchasing our product are coming in our door, are purchasing it for somebody else somebody's sick mm-hmm. somebody just had a baby a great joy in life um, maybe it's the you just lost a family member and you need to drop something off to somebody else to to provide for them right. a time of need whether that's a good time or a bad time when that is the aspect it's like man we got to, we got to put this in every city in Georgia because it just it provides service to people I mean how many we all have this desire to serve people to some aspect yes but majority of us choose not to because we get busy with life. We're taking care of our own family. So it's hard for us to then take care of somebody else's mm-hmm. family. But when you have a place like a and O, where you can just go grab something, pick it up, drop it off, even oh, yeah. with COVID, you didn't want to interact with people. So you would call you know, your, your grandfather and say, hey, I, I know we can't interact right now, but I'm gonna drop this off on your yes. doorstep and I'm leaving. So then come out and grab it whenever you, you know, whatever. Right. And so it was just a great way to serve people. And so when my desire is to be around people, to love people, to serve people, taking this business aspect and blowing it up to, to the masses is, mm-hmm. is, is what has fueled me into the point you made a minute ago than everything else is just finding the right people, whether it be hiring an assistant to help me get things done uh, with Daniel Wadi, or hiring Caitlin Cobb to do our business development to open up other stores or Patrick Jackson to do all of our cooking or Troy Milton to oversee production. I mean, Noah Dunn. I mean, I could keep on going right. and going and going. There's so many people within our business that I can't do The things they're doing, not even half the way that they're able to do it. Um, And so they're able to go in and blow it up and make it amazing and make the business better so that I can go and focus on the chambers, the cities, the communities, and love those people and continue to push and be a voice for the business.
0: Okay. What makes you excited about growing to some of the new communities that you're growing? Because I mean, I'm from Moultrie, so the fact that y'all are in Tifton is awesome. I know. I tell my mom, I was like, when you go through Tifton when You're off getting off 75, you can just pull into Acres and in, you don't have to pull into Chick fil A anymore and get yourself something and take it home. That's right. Um, so what's making you decide to grow and what are you looking for in the communities that you're growing to?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I guess it's multiple sided, uh, in the sense that we we know that our product serves people, so why not go to other communities? So simply stated in that manner, but. Um, I love travel and I love getting to know other people. Every community we go to, the first thing that we do is go to the chamber.
0: Yay. We go to
1: the chamber <laughs> just because we've seen what our relationship in Perry has done, what being a part of this chamber, uh, or for that matter. because I know a lot of people question, you know, what can a chamber do for me? Right. Um, my, response to that is what will it not do for you because the chamber is there to support small business and they're willing to do anything for that mm-hmm. you know to see you be successful because it helps them it helps their position why they exist in the community in the first place correct and so go, seeing what happened in perry then led us to then as we're opening up other locations we're like all right we're going to the chamber we're going to get to know the chamber they're going to introduce us to the right people in the community and it's going to lead to success mm-hmm. because if you can get connected with the right people quick in a community the likelihood of you lasting is, is significant in the chamber is that perfect yeah Avenue.
0: and I mean that's our that's what we tell people all the time you like to do business with people that you know like and trust Yes, and absolutely. so when you go to a new community you go to the chamber you meet people they're going to connect you people with people that they've done business with that they like and they trust which is going to just help you grow even more
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so you're looking to go to Dublin that's right do you have anywhere else on the horizon that you can mention or anywhere that you would really like to see yourself be?
1: Yeah. Uh, Now you're asking for secrets. (laughs) Um, (laughs) we, we, I have some lofty goals, right? Um, we're in the process of, that's
0: what helps keep you in business. That's right. I mean, if you, if you just sit and do the same old, same old, you're never really going to grow. Oh yeah. You got to always look for ways to, to better yourselves and to grow.
1: That's right. And I'm a sojourner at heart. So like if, if I get bored or if I'm done with the place, I'm moving on Mm -hmm. and I don't want to do that within this business if you were to ask my wife of 10 years how many times we've moved she'd laugh at you because we've moved 13 in 10 years
0: yeah I know. yeah figure I'm, that out well yeah. i'm trying to do the calculations i'm <laughs> so a coach's wife i'm like let's let yeah. me think how many times we've moved right. and somebody asked the other day about us as you know yeah if you get bored it's easy just to kind of pick up and go somewhere else and find something mm-hmm. to do that's going to keep you excited and keep you entertained Absolutely.
1: So yeah, always always being trying to be as effective and changing things and making things better. Uh, something that we always say within our business is, fi- we we always want to make our best better. That okay. is something we say within the walls of ANO because we're always trying to find ways that things that we can improve. Because you can always improve. There is no such thing as perfection. this side of heaven. Mm-mm. And so trying to have that that's conversation. That's such a good slogan. Yeah, I didn't use it. That's not, that's not originally to me. Oh, so but I'll, that's such I'll a good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but the, um, when we're looking at other communities and other communities we want to go to, some of these lofty goals, we're in the process right now of trying to buy land, build a production facility so that we can support Ooh. up to 20 stores on that production facility. Then we also want to change our model to where we can start franchising out the stores that already exist.
0: Oh, that's a great idea. So
1: all the, the, the store owners, all they're having to do within those, if they're a part of the, the, that original 20 stores associated with that production facility, then all they're having to do each week is purchase and then oversee mm-hmm. you know the, the staff um,
0: so they wouldn't have to make the, the casseroles themselves right. with your recipe. Like they would purchase from you all and then they'd have, okay.
1: That's right. Easy business model. Oh Who yeah. wouldn't want to be a part of something like that. doesn't require you to cook. I mean, to, to say you're in the food industry and not have to cook is, is, it's is huge. a great thing. Yeah. <laughs> so my brother's um, in the food industry. I know. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so as we're looking at other communities, we, we know where we want to be centrally located. I wish I could say that was Perry. Um, but probably <laughs> not, um, because we do want to hit your Atlanta communities. Um, maybe not downtown but that of like mcdonough oh gosh Um, you know the henry county
0: that area keeps growing yes yes yes, it's insane
1: it it would just eat it up and we our hope is to be in downtown communities just Mm -hmm. because there is something that is just different about downtowns yes uh if you go to downtown mcdonough my goodness that that is such a robust it really never i mean that that little square is beautiful and uh, it's very busy.
0: That's right. It's always. very, very busy. And
1: we're, so we're, we've, we looked at, of course, McDonough to that point. There's probably, we, Caitlin Cobb, our business developer, we have a list of like, I think up to 20 store, 20 communities okay. that we want to put a store in. Um, and so we're always active. We're always working with, uh, you know, local uh, community banks. That's mm-hmm. always our hope is that we would go to somebody like that. Planners First Bank, Christina Gibbs, um, Jason Lord. I love Lord. that you yeah. work
0: with the the community. Yeah. Like the community folks is who you're working with to help you build and help you grow. Because yeah. that's only going to help those businesses and those banks in those communities to grow and to build the community.
1: It's just different yeah. with, the, with the local community. It's yes. just different. Like the, the, the response you get, the relationship you get. And mm-hmm. not to say that you don't go to a larger bank because obviously the people that work at that bank are also people part of that community there's just right. a different vision that a local bank has for the community and the things that they're wanting to do uh, yeah. in that community and for that community that's and true. the businesses is obviously where um they're able to grow and so they want to focus on you and oh, the intentionality yeah. there so yeah. yeah
0: well that's so tell us all right i do want to ask what is one of the funniest things that has happened to you while you've been the owner of acres and oak where you're mm. just like what did, did that really just happen like can you think of anything that you're like wait what
1: oh gosh um
0: you may have a couple of couple of those stories yeah. but
1: i mean i got some small stories some funny stories um we've once again three years it's just been i feel like we've, we're on this interstate and we're just 100 miles an hour and i feel like y'all head. been
0: around so much longer like you have been acres and notes so much longer than just three years yeah
1: yeah I mean it seems yeah it's it's crazy God has really blessed our business and allowed us to grow really quick um i mean i got I got small stories here and there of course anything in the food industry, anybody a part of the food industry, whether that be catering restaurant business like us where you're picking something up in the refrigerator grocery store model whatever um we all have little stories uh, you know the poppy seed you referenced that earlier mm-hmm. best seller easily um but the it's funny when people were like, now will I fill a drug screen because of the poppy <laughs> seeds in this like <laughs> People will ask some crazy questions, so there, there are, those are the things that like <laughs> give me joy throughout the day because I'm a comedian at heart, and so having those or or staff members, you know, in the world that we live in and trying to recruit and find people. Uh, of course, you have some great staff stories mm-hmm. of things that you know. Maybe I shouldn't say on a podcast with my local chamber, but you know, it's just <laughs> just great things. But I say, I,
0: don't talk about Sheree now. We no. love her. Oh gosh, wink, my wink. Goodness,
1: <laughs> yeah. No, she Sheree. For those that don't know, on the podcast, Sheree runs our making store. So each location, we seek to hire somebody in that community to mm-hmm. serve that community. Mm-hmm. Um, so in our making location, we have Ellie Cottle, uh and Perry. We have Sheree Roberts uh, and in Tift, and we have Hannah. Um, and it's just it, the way that those ladies work and serve, but the model was created based off of Sheree and what is Sheree has done in the community of Perry. Um, we saw as she is dove in, I mean, she's going to be doing things through the chambers and yep. she's, she's going to hold different chairs next year. And she's only going up from there. Yeah. Like, um, you know, this whole franchising conversation, uh, to say this publicly in, in a sort of way, if people don't know, know this already, it'd be a surprise. But. I mean I, I highly expect Cherie to be one of the first owners really? within A. You know, she yeah.
0: well and she's so involved, I mean, we know you obviously, but you're only one person. Like you can't yeah, be absolutely. Um, in one place all the time. Impossible. Um, Do I? I
1: said impossible. Yeah, Yeah. impossible.
0: We can try, but it never happens. And the fact that you have people in your business that they like to be out and they like to be visual and they like to be in the community, but they're also very focused on that business, obviously tells us, too, what it's like to work for you in your industry. um, because. You don't. I mean, I don't see turnover. Like when I go into the store, it's the same people. They've kind of gotten to know me now. They usually no. know I come in on like a Thursday <laughs> or on a Saturday. Um, but they they've also kind of figured out what I like. Like Cherie knows I like the poppy soup chicken because mm. she's um, she's recommended it a couple of times. But. When you go in and they are friendly and welcoming and talk to you, how are you doing? What are you looking for? And you ask them for a recommendation, they usually take note. And so when you come in the next time, they ask you, how did you like whatever it was that you Mm. got? That, to me, is going to make me come back time and time again. Love it. You may not know my name, but you know my face. That's right. And you know that you made a reference, like, what was it that you liked and how can we help you or whatnot? So that's huge.
1: Oh, the... And we, we have such a, we try to stay as small as possible. Yes, I know we're growing, but we're nowhere near a mass company. Right. Yet. And so even though we have hopes and dreams and desires, um, our staff truly feels like a family. Mm-hmm. Like. My assistant, I think my wife sent a, a text to, to my assistant earlier today and it was just like, hey, what do you want at the grocery store so I can stock up our house for goodies for whenever you're there? Like,
0: Oh, but that's, that's so nice. Yeah.
1: But it's like that, that family model, mm-hmm. like Sheree, I consider an older sister in a lot of ways. Um, I shouldn't have said older there, but yeah, we'll go with the younger sister. <laughs> Love you, Sheree. <laughs> Um, but no, it's, it's this family model. When you, when you support them and they support you, when you love them and they love you, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like work anymore. No. It, like, it literally feels like, yes, we're going to have hardships because that's what family does. And we go through, we have hard conversations. But man, it, it, it makes work fun and growing mm-hmm. a business that is fun together it feels like more like a journey uh, Mm a voyage if you will than it does feel like this like oh i gotta show up at eight and work till this and do this and And
0: we've all had those jobs i mean i'm sure you have too like we've all had those jobs where you just like i don't want to go to work today but when you enjoy what you do then that mean that makes your day so much easier yeah so if someone had came across an opportunity like you did What would be your best advice for somebody who's Mm -hmm. looking at, okay, this is a a step. And the reason I say this, we, I'm in, you know, I'm 30, I'm in my thirties. There are a lot of people who own businesses who are at that point where they're looking to retire. They've been doing it. They've established that business, but they don't want to do it after 60, 70 years old, but they've got a customer base. So they're turning over those opportunities to other people so what would be your best advice to somebody who's looking at an established business and possibly taking it over to make it theirs do it okay um,
1: i would i would encourage anybody to be a business owner now not everybody should be a business owner <laughs> um, because it, it is i am up at 3:30 every morning um we were just redoing uh, my schedule yesterday and we're trying to reduce it because right now it'd be 3.30 in the morning till 10, 10.30, 10 11 o'clock every night. And I just, I, I can't keep that up. No. Um, and some of that has to do with family stuff and trying to be intentional with the wife and kids and stuff like that. So it's not all business, but nonetheless, because the business does take so much effort and attention. Mm-hmm. It does lead to some crazy long nights. And so, but I love it. Um, so I would encourage anybody to one, be a business owner. Once again, not that everybody should be a business owner. Uh, but to do it in the sense of there is already this existing model that exists just because you look at something and like, ah, I don't like casseroles, as I did back in the right. day, doesn't mean you can't make it better. You can't change things about it to, I guess, follow suit or mm-hmm. make things uh, updated or to the to today's date, if you will. Um, but I would absolutely encourage anyone and everyone to do it because it has been so much fun uh, just changing things. Um, because I wasn't passionate about things, as we talked about earlier, I'm able to make changes. Um, it has led to great relationships. It has led to, uh, opportunities. It has led to, um, uh, advancements, not only personally, but also for my family. Mm-hmm. It's just been, it's been, it's been great. I love it. Um, and, and I don't, you know, the, the question becomes, well, where'd you, uh, what what industry would you recommend? Do I need to do something I'm passionate about? I right. would say probably not. Just find something you can be okay with and dive into it. Right. I know that, that there's probably some older man or woman in the world that's hearing this right now and they're like, "Yeah, don't listen to that guy. You need to be passionate about what what you do." No. But you
0: can always find your yeah. passion within. Absolutely. Something that you're doing. Like you said earlier, I'm not a foodie. Yeah. I don't, you know, that's right. but you own a ca- you own Acres and Oak, formerly right. the Casserole Shop, and you've made it your own. That's and right. you have found a passion for that business um, that you didn't realize that you were going to find. Um, sometimes, and I've, I have heard people say this, and you may even think the same thing. Sometimes people say if you're not as passionate about something, you really can dive into it because you don't you don't fall out of love with something.
1: Absolutely, you're you're willing to get rid of the things yes. that somebody else may have once been passionate about. Right.
0: Yeah, and that's absolutely. a hard thing to have to do. It's hard to come into a business that is established and really evaluate, is this good? Is this bad? Should we continue this? Should we not? Oh, Making those hard, yeah. those decisions. I mean, that's a hard thing to do as a business owner.
1: Absolutely. I've looked back. There have been times, especially the first year, maybe a little bit into the second, there were there were times I looked back and I'm like, maybe, maybe she just started from scratch. Maybe I shouldn't have bought a <laughs> business. Maybe I should have done the same thing. But. I think buying a business puts you a little bit ahead. Yeah. Um, So that's where I would encourage buying an existing business versus starting your own if the the opportunity exists. Starting your own uh, takes tons of, uh, I think, research and effort and time to do the initial things. A lot of people get burned out in the first year because they've had to do so much tracking, tracking, tracking. I have to say yes to every single opportunity. Uh, versus a business that already exists, you have some history and you have some depth. Uh, you already have a base that you can still continue to grow on. Mm-hmm. Because gaining customers, you know, there's this 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 concept of the three. If you get them to come in the first time, that's great. How do you get them in the second time? If you get them back on the third time, they're a customer for life. Is this concept? Yes. So how how do you how do you do that? And it's hard to do that in the first year of a brand new business. But in a business that already has that, you don't have to spend so much, so much time, time on those. Uh, even though it's still very very important. Because you don't
0: want to lose those those customers absolutely. that you've had. Those, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
1: But it, I, I definitely think there's a different concept when you're starting brand new versus when you're starting. Uh, are diving into the first time for a business that's already been around. In my case, a business that had been around for 26, 27 years yeah. at that point. So.
0: so what made you decide to change the name to Acres and Oak? Like, what's the significance of the name Acres and Oak? Yeah, that's a great question, I mean, too. I know Acres yeah. is your last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: once again, kind of reference of Castro Shop, we knew that we needed to change. It was kind of a name of old, and we wanted to attract some of those um, younger generations that maybe had chosen not to come in just simply based upon oh that doesn't sound attractive you know and so when we went and dove into it there are things that you can do in house because you have a great team and you can do that and we tried to do that there's some things we just had to realize that like maybe there's a third party out there that can assist us with that um so uh Ian Coe Elizabeth Shore is the owner it's a business out of Macon. I went
0: to college with Elizabeth amazing love her <laughs> I love so her. Nice. Yeah. I went to, I, She and I, yeah, we were at Georgia Southern the exact same time. I've known her for uh, quite some time. Super sweet, super smart. Yes, yeah. very Am- creative, amazing woman. Yes, uh,
1: love her husband to death. Um, I got I keep, stories. Yeah. The show, oh, <laughs> I, oh, <laughs> I say that with me, Elizabeth, em. I love y'all. <laughs> Every time I see him too, I'm always like, Hey, let's get a beer together. And it just hasn't happened. So it's going to happen. eventually. He's such a yeah, good guy too. Great guy. Great guy. And so a beautiful family, they own the, the bike shop there in Macon, downtown Macon. Mm-hmm. If you're in the Macon community, please go check it out and support them. Um, but she has done some amazing things, uh, fall line. She did mm-hmm. a lot of their logos, uh, all their merchandise. She's done that. Uh, that whole Crescent family. So she's done them. She's done a Mulgee Brewers um, a brew company. She's done um, a couple others, significant ones. She does a lot of stuff with a Macon Magazine. I mean, it, there's if you see a brand or a logo in Macon that you think is attractive, she probably touched Elizabeth
0: it. Elizabeth probably did it, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right. And so once again, amazing, highly recommend her, especially for existing businesses looking to make some changes. But, we realized we couldn't do it in house, so we approached her. It was a long process, but literally, it felt like I one, I gained a friend, and literally, I felt like you know, uh, she along with our other staff, we kind of held hands and walked through the whole process. She made it super easy. Uh, when I sat down originally, I did not want my name to be attached to it. Um, it's just personal opinion and you, you know all that kind of stuff, and you know just fears of things being attached to your name, right. and what that looks like. And so we walked through that process and she was like, no, like this is, this is, this is what it should be. And Caitlin Cobb helped a lot on this, our business developer. And eventually it came to Acres being the family name okay. and Oak being, if you go to any one of our locations, there's a beautiful wood custom Oak table in all of our locations. So Acres oh. being family, Oak being table. So to together the concept is family table. We want to get everybody back around the family table.
0: Oh, I love that. Wow that is so good yeah. and this i mean if, for those of you um if you have listened to our previous episode where maggie dimes lane for the georgia national fair talked about marketing and branding she actually talked about this and if you haven't listened to that episode go back go back and listen to her episode she talked about rebranding and how it's not a negative thing to rebrand it can be scary very scary Um, because the process can be a little daunting because we have a perception of who we think we are as a business. But then when you put it out there for somebody else to come up with a concept, you're, it can be a little nerve wracking, but you just said you weren't at liberty to do that. So you handed it off to somebody who could and look at what came out of all of that.
1: Absolutely. And you know what the, the, you know, I think there's a fear of a cost. There is nothing more significant in your business than your brand. And yes. choosing and realizing like, oh, we're, we're really struggling here, paying whatever amount of money that we needed to pay um, to make that happen. I look back, I don't even remember the number in the moment. I could tell you the number, but now looking back, I can't because I saw I see the significance right. in it. Getting a logo that we now feel confident in having for the next 50 years mm-hmm. and not some auto-generated website that created a logo from somebody across right. the world. Um it, And I make that joke because I've done that. I've used the the fivers of the world Mm -hmm. and created a logo and ran with it. Um, But using somebody local who knows your community, Mm -hmm. knows what is attractive in those communities, um, was significant. And you can't put a price on that, truthfully.
0: Well, because you look at how them you know, Elizabeth and her team coming in and helping you transition from the casserole shop to become Acres and Oak, the rebrand, the colors, the fonts, the logos, all the things. You look at where you are now, people know who in this community, Macon, um, Tifton, they know Acres and Oak. They know what you all do because it has made a stamp in that community based off of that image. Oh, it was comical when
1: we first (laughs) put it out there. Um, we, you know, of course was, I had purchased it in 2019 of course the public, that was a very public thing. Everybody knew that I had purchased it from my mother. Um, some people, I guess to that point, some people didn't know that it was me purchasing it from mother, So they thought that there was recipes were going to change and like, oh, this uh, isn't how it, how it was once done. I'm like, well, it's the same chef. So it's the exact same thing. Um, but then, uh, you know, fast forward when we changed our logo and changed our name because it became such an official logo, like a very attractive logo. Mm-hmm. And we went and hired um, some amazing friends, Tyler and Amber Malone. They own a, a videography and photography company. Hired them to do a photo shoot for us, and the collaboration of the of all these, you know, Elizabeth Shore, Tyler and Amber, uh, our business, and all the staff that we had. This collaboration, what we ended up coming out with, this was this beautiful packet of material, right? Once again, logos and videos and um, pictures people then began to question, they're like, oh, they must have sold to a massive corporation and the corporation went oh, out geez. I was like, wait, hold up. So we just did things so well, so well. that now you think that we sold out? Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's isn't not, it yeah. great
0: that you used local family owned oh my businesses that tie right in to who you all are that local that family owned family style i mean yeah. that says a lot right there and look at the quality I oh mean, my
1: goodness yeah you yeah. don't
0: have to maggie said it in a previous you don't have to go big you don't have to use these ginormous big box companies like you can do it with the local people cuz they have the knowledge and the willpower and look yeah. at what you, what and, was done for you and once
1: again they they know the community, they know the community. You're mm-hmm. in. and so you know hiring a massive company you know out of even Atlanta, which isn't too far from us, but, you know, somebody from Chicago or New York to do something, and you're probably going to pay, you know, arm and leg to do it. Big That's right. But they, they'll, they'll spend time, and they'll research, and they'll do all this kind of stuff to what's going to work in your community. I know that they can provide that, but there's just nothing... Yeah, Nothing like local. There's nothing Truthfully. like local.
0: Shop local, support local. It's, a, it's a great thing. <laughs> I mean, I know I do. We we shop and support local as much as we possibly can because it's money that stays back in the economy. Absolutely. So, well, what are some other things? Because, I mean, this is pretty much what we, I really wanted us to touch on. But, like, what are some other things that you can think of that people should know about just in general owning a business, pros, cons, <laughs> words of advice, like what are some things that you mm-hmm. you would tell someone? Because in, in general, business is not easy, especially yeah. post-COVID. We're all still having to come off of the craziness that was COVID and still is COVID. So what would be some, just some points, some talking points that you would like to tell Absolutely.
1: people? I think the people that finally make the decision to dive into business ownership, a lot of the time think that they've already got everything figured out um if you're if you're gonna do something new for the first time or opening your third business for that matter be okay with not knowing everything um and then you always have to protect your own there have been a lot of things that I've had to say no to that didn't protect our brand or didn't protect our image I've had to say yes to certain things that I knew I didn't want to do but I knew it was going to help our image mm-hmm. um but then also like internally protecting and serving your staff leads to better produced items and loving right. them well and caring for them well um, has been significant. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to say there's not people out there in the world and making Georgia that used to be on our production staff are like, don't go work for that guy. Because that, I'm sure that exists. Not, we don't always get along. But I will say this whole concept of hire slowly, fire quickly, I, I truly, truly believe in that. Like I truly believe take time to hire be mm-hmm. patient i know that's hard in today's world because nowadays we're like oh if you can walk and you can mix yeah come on come on, bring and work on. Yeah, yeah. Right. but hiring slowly has led to us having some amazing staff uh and taking risks sometimes because once again you don't know everything so yeah. you know one of uh, our, our best staff um wasn't in originally what i thought was going to be my best hire um <laughs> and I, I was like oh, i don't know about this girl she's not She's not. And funny enough, she's sitting next to me now. So Aww. it's, uh, she ended up being great. But it was the, but then firing quickly, that side of it protects your business. Um, mm-hmm. One bad egg on a, in a group of a team can literally, de- de- it can bring down yeah. the entire, yeah. You can go completely opposite direction. Next thing you know, your entire staff is leaving. Um, just because of little issues that could have been handled if you had taken care of. um, Be willing to have conversation with staff. Be willing to have hard conversation because if you put that aside for too long, it's going to lead to an entire team versus one individual. It is not
0: easy. Um, It is not easy at all to have tough conversations. Mm -hmm. I am not a confrontational type of a person. I do not like to have tough conversations. But in the 13 years that I've been in director type roles, you have to, but you have to also have them not only for you, but for the person. If the person isn't doing well in their job, maybe it's just not suited for them. It would do you better to let that person go and have them figure out what's going to make them better than them to stick on something that's just not for them. I mean, because it's going to bring down your organization, your business, whatever it may be.
1: Yeah. I would also say like believing in yourself Yes. Uh, is significant like you you have got to be confident in yourself if you're gonna take a step out of your comfort zone be confident in that mm-hmm. um putting yourself around people who are wiser than you learning from other people um believing that you are this rare breed because it is a rare breed of people who can do small business in small towns in south georgia <laughs> and um even though perry <laughs> isn't so small anymore oh my i mean gosh. It's, it's amazing what's on the you know on the horizon the yeah exactly So, I mean, it's, but believe that rare breed is not a a bad thing. You being a rare breed is something you should take pride in because not everybody can do what you can do. Be confident in yourself. Um, once again, love those around you. Don't burn yourself out. Um, because I am that I am, I have, I've realized in myself and I've learned this over the last year that I run at such a pace that nobody else understands. And a lot of other people look at me and like, Oh, you need to slow down. You need to be spending more time with your family. You need to do this. It's like, okay, well, what you consider is, is fun on the weekends and the things that you do mm-hmm. and your personal time away from your family and your wife or whatever. For some of the people that's, that's video gaming, that's playing sports, that's doing this, that's doing that. I love business. So instead of taking time to do other things like sports and all this other stuff, I just dive back more into business because that's what I love. Yeah. And so love what you do. Yeah. Be passionate about it. If you're not passionate about it, find an angle within that business to be passionate. Don't just give up and move on to the next thing. Right. Uh, burning bridges. Golly, don't ever oh, burn a bridge.
0: Never burn a bridge, because you <laughs> never know when you're going to need uh, those people again. Um, right. As mad as you could possibly be at somebody for whatever reason, if you burn that bridge and then five years down the road you need that person, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah just don't ever burn a bridge. And
1: it's it's hard, and I don't. You know, it's hard
0: to not be spiteful. It's hard to not yeah. just say I'm done and just go out the door and slam it and never come back. Sometimes it's very hard. And believe me, I've wanted to do that a time or two, but um, if you burn the bridges, I mean, what's going to happen when you really need somebody Mm, and that's, and they are specialty in whatever area it is that that you needed that person.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's okay to disagree. Oh yeah. You don't have to constantly agree with people all the time. That's right. And, and there are, I feel like we need to bring a therapist in for the rest of this (laughs) podcast, but the, (laughs) yeah, But we, you know, developing relationships with people in the community, you know, we talk about um, Megan Brent, which I know that you've referenced you uh, may have on the podcast in the future. We'll see. Um, But an amazing business owner, uh, great business, Um, her industry, um, you know, I can talk about Jody on her side of the business with Bodega Brew. I can talk about Wendy Johnson. I think she's a sponsor of this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, She's our
0: 2022 chair.
1: Hey, there we go. Yeah. Um, But there are just because you're in the food industry doesn't mean you can't learn from somebody in the sh- insurance industry, the coffee yes. industry, the, the catering industry, like be okay. Like it was sitting down with people all across. Like if you were to ask my assistant, how many meetings I have per week, it, it's ridiculous because I'm all and a lot of it has to do directly with, okay, how do we figure out franchising? Like things mm-hmm. that are directly in our business that we want to do in the future, like learning now, even though that may be 10 years out, but some of it coming out of that, like and we end up talking about stuff that has nothing to do with it. Like we're wanting yeah. to sit down with, with Max at some point who's on, on the chamber staff and talking, not, don't worry. I'm not stealing him. On the I staff. say, you better not steal my no, employee. No, 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 no. He's amazing. I wouldn't do that.
0: Plus I have that conversation. was like, I don't, Max, so I put the anywhere.
1: application on your desk. If you <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but talking about podcasts, like this is amazing. I'm loving this this whole process yes. right now. And so how how can we do this? And wanting to learn from somebody who's already gotten to figure out and equipment and like all this kind of stuff. And so, but learning and always being open to new ideas. Yes. If you are going to be a company, back to the rebranding conversation that says, like, nope, this is who we're always going to be. And sometimes that does work for companies. Like there are companies in Warner Robbins that are the same and their website look the same as it did 20 years ago. And it works, works for them. But that doesn't traditionally work for most people. No, Be traditionally doesn't.
0: I will definitely say you have to ha- you have to have people that are surrounding you that are a specialty in whatever they're a mm-hmm. specialty in. That's right. Um, when I came to the chamber back in September and we were looking towards 2022, I said, I want to do a podcast, probably because I love podcasts in general, but it's a way for us to get out and network and bring professional learning to people without actually having to sit in a room, because that's the one thing that COVID taught us is you can't always get together, mm-hmm. but how can we take it to others i didn't even know where to begin i had no idea i had this great idea and i went to max (laughs) i said max i want to have a podcast how do we have a podcast next thing i know he brings in this whole long list of everything that we need and what we need to do for it and we we pulled it all together and now we have this podcast and it's fun and people are loving it um but i mean i didn't I, i didn't know where to start i turned to my staff I mean, Bonnie is my financial person. She knows the accounts and she knows the do's, the don'ts, and what she's my, I mean, that's not what, I mean, I can balance a checkbook and make sure I stay within budget, but she's the one that does all the other stuff. Yeah. That's what you have to do.
1: I love me some Bonnie. I love me some
0: Bonnie too. Mm. She's got great one-liners. Like she's got the best. (laughs) If you need advice, she will give you the best one-liner advice pieces and, um, one of the things is completely off topic, but one of the things she said to me years ago when I worked at the chamber first time I was 25 was engaged and my fiance did something to make me mad. And I was just a hothead all day long. I'm an Aries. and I'm just a hothead. And she looked at me and she says, is it really worth a fight at the end of the day? Mm. And I said, what are you talking about? She said, I mean, what if something happened? Would it be really worth that fight? Mm. And I was like, No. And she said, then why are you so upset about it? She Mm. said, just before you start getting really hot, is it really worth it in the long run? Mm. And I still, to this day, I love my husband. He's a football coach and he is very focused on football during football season. Sometimes it could make me very frustrated, but I'm like, it's really not worth it. And I always think about Bonnie and her little piece of advice 15 years ago. Amazing. So yeah, you have to think about having people around you they're going to make you better because if That's they right. make you better then you're just better everybody's better for the whole organization, business yeah. whatever it may and don't,
1: be and don't be blinded to the things that you think that you already got figured out completely right you can always you can better.
0: always yes. learn and you can always do better you can always progress so, yes. so true yeah so well I mean Evan I've had a lot of fun talking to you we've been chatting for quite some time but and is likewise. there anything that anything that you would like to leave our listeners with I mean I we talked about You can go in, grab and go, but tell everybody, what are some of the things that you all offer at Acres and Oak? For anybody who has not been into your store yet, what exactly do you offer your customers? Yeah.
1: So we are always getting better, as we've said multiple times on this podcast. So if you've tried us at one point and things just didn't work out, we didn't have stock or something like that. We are always getting better. I can guarantee you we have Mm -hmm. stock now. I can guarantee you, (laughs) you know, covid COVID did a whirlwind on us for a while, but we and we always are seeking to have a large selection of items. Um, it is our hope that when you walk into A and whether it's getting ready for another national championship, go Bulldogs, uh, or the coming brave season, whatever whatever <laughs> you are doing, um, whether it's a gathering, a celebration, a sat whatever the gathering is, uh, maybe it's your own dinner table at night. We should have everything you need for that table. So we have sweet tea, unsweet tea, lemonade that we should always have on uh, on hand. Uh, we have salads and dips and appetizers. Um, we're about to have a whole line of fresh vegetables uh, that you can throw <sighs> onto the grill and things like that. Yeah, that's coming. Oh, yay. Uh, now that's public. Okay. Um, and I then say, uh, you first heard it here. <laughs> that's great. Let's go. <laughs> um, but then we also have traditional sides, you know, your green bean casseroles, things like that. Uh, but then we have so many different entrees. Mm-hmm. Um, and those currently only come in a four cup size. That four cup size Depending on who's eating it, Some, uh, we always say two to four uh, people. Um, sometimes somebody can eat one all by itself, depending on that option. Uh, <laughs> sometimes it, it lasts in a family like mine with our entire family, which is of seven people. We have so many young yeah. little mouths, right? And so uh, it just depends. Um, so when you're coming into A&O, expect a great experience. People are going to serve you, try to help find what exactly you need um and be willing to to share with them like hey I have this restriction on food or I'm needing right. this or this is what my grandmother says she likes Do you have something comparable we're going to try to find and make sure that you leave happy and find a way to make sure that you come back we have desserts we have brownies mm-hmm. lemon bars we have three different cookie options at this point like cheese straws and wafers and there are just so many things that when you come in um our goal is to make sure you leave happy happy and confident that your event has been taken care of once again if that event is for a 80 people or if that event is for you and your husband for the night for men out there. Uh, if you're looking to serve your wife and you want to cook dinner, but you're a horrible cook, uh, come to a, and know, get it, take it home, put it in another dish and act like you made it. You know, you're I good about to
0: say that yeah. reminds me of that. Um, oh, there was a, a show on the food network, uh, semi homemade. When I think about that, like you could go and buy it and cook it, but put it in your own dish. And so nobody would have any idea. Yeah. Um, especially the macro, like the macaroni and cheese i mean just pop it in and put it in your own dish and sure. nobody would know and when they ask you where it was you know what was the recipe you could just say it's a family recipe i can't share I can't that share it. yeah it was it's my great great grandmother's yeah. it was well, can't be <laughs> yeah. shared outside the family
1: but, but we are so diverse in options so mm-hmm. if you're coming to us and you're saying well you know i i, I only like this type of food we probably have something yeah. there and we have some dishes because i'm an extremely picky eater which is crazy that I own this business. But once again, I have people that love food and, and know what they're doing. So, but the, on the other end of that, I'm super picky and, and there's things for people like me, um, there that, that are super easy to pick in, uh, throw into the oven, um, and dive into and, and yeah, yeah I mean my kids love it and, and so, the
0: ingredients are on the container so you can yes. actually see what is in it Absolutely. Um, and it'll tell you if it's got you know soy or whatnot I That's mean it'll right. tell you all those great things we have an um,
1: amazing website yes um, once again through Elizabeth that she helped us put together amazing website very intuitive provides you all that information you can see all of our staff if you need to contact myself assistant right. Caitlin any of that kind of stuff ask any form of question um we try to be super active on social media platforms mm-hmm. and so we're trying to always post um Robbie is our social media guy um business solutions manager is his title he's amazing he does uh the max things if you will all the technical <laughs> stuff that i just don't understand but runs a lot of the stuff on our website responds to a lot of things on social media Robbie's been a huge blessing to us because once again hiring the things that you're not good at and he is point blank that and so Huge blessing um, to have him as well, but yeah, I mean, we we try to respond quickly because we truly care about our customers, right. um, and that goes a long way in our industry. Not just simply for the sense of um, re- getting returned customers, but we, we, we just care. Yeah, truthfully, we care.
0: So you can go in and get at the store That's at right. any of the the Macon, Perry, and Tifton stores, but you mm-hmm. can also pre-order. That's right. So if you needed, like, you have a function coming up and you know you need so many macaroni and cheeses or you want so many cookies or whatnot you can pre-order those items and then they would be available to you
1: that's right yeah and we're working on um all sorts of different systems we're working on delivery we're working on because we have um grubhub and uber eats and all those places have tried to use us before we've tried to use them or whatever however that looks it just doesn't work out. We want right. to be the one that's dropping it off. We want to be the one that's providing it because we can be reassured that it's being provided mm-hmm. in the way that A&O wants it to be provided. Right. And so we're working through some of those things. We're working on e-commerce um, and trying to perfect that because that's a whole other beast. We're working on subscriptions. What does it look like to, to have a flat fee where you pay and then you walk in and you pick up your four for the month? Or if you whatever. tell
0: me that, my football season is literally <laughs> going to be Acres and Oak because <laughs> that's, I mean... That would be so, so helpful. It's convenience, and we're trying yes. to make
1: things more convenient. So,
0: Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, but That'd that's awesome. yeah, as you
1: know, that is not a, a light switch that no, you flip on. No, that is nah, definitely not a light switch that you
0: can flip on. There's a process for that. That's but right. you've got lots of great things on the horizon, so yes, this is very exciting.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having us but on. Thank you,
0: Evan. We're yeah. so appreciative of you coming, and um, we look forward to all the great things that you're going to be doing over at Acres and Oaks. So thank you so much. Thank you. This episode was brought to you by Country Financial, Wendy Johnson. You need insurance to help protect the things that mean a lot to you. You need coverage that's affordable because we all have a budget. At Country Financial, we get it. For close to 100 years, we've offered insurance and financial services to help protect what's most important to you and help you prepare for the future. Best of all, we aim to get to know you and find solutions for your budget. In other words, we've got your back. Call Wendy Johnson, your country financial representative at 478-333-2364 to chat about your insurance needs today. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of our community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours, so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Wendy Johnson, today at 478 333 2364 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like.